Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we got a real snooze. We got a snooze cruise for those of you who like booze and to lose your time. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> we have this- 2003's A Guy Thing. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Star- ladies. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> Starring Jason Lee, Julia Stiles, Selma Blair, James Brolin. Oh, my God. So many people. Sean Hatozzi. Lachlan Monroe, Julie Haggerty, <laughs> yep, yep, Thomas Lennon's in here. You know, uh, we got a uh, we got Larry Miller, Jackie Burroughs as my personal favorite character, Aunt Budge. <laughs> this is just it's such a star-studded cast for a movie that really just barely registers as a movie directed by Chris Coke who has directed a lot of television, including episodes of Young Sheldon, This Is Us, Ah. Scrubs, um, Modern Family. Let's see, has he done any other movies? Interesting. Okay. Looking for the the, movies here. The uh, pacing is very strange, so it makes sense that he doesn't normally do feature-length films. Oh, my God. He did that show, The Neighbors, which was about, like, this family living next door to aliens. That was, like... Okay, that sounds extremely my shit. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of episodes of Scrubs and My Name is Earl, which, you know, makes sense because, you know, Jason Lee is in this. Yeah, it looks like a guy thing was the last theatrical film that this that this director made uh also directed snow day which is the nickelodeon movie that was supposed to be an adventures of pete and pete movie and then they rewrote it for some reason um and also he directed episodes of the adventures of pete and pete which is a great show that should really not be lost to time put it on netflix now that nickelodeon and netflix are you know, together. They're doing a little thing. They're doing a little flirt and they're well, doing they're, a little Well, they're trying to, collab. you know, Disney Plus is now a thing. So now they have to retaliate. I know. It's so funny. By circling the wagons. and It's cool. For the price of $300 a month, you can have all 40 streaming services. It's wild. And never leave your house. I just had to buy a new computer and they were like, oh, here, you get um, a year of Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever the fuck yeah, it's called. I don't you know. You know, Spotify, premium television, mm. you know, uh, Uber TV. I mean, that's probably going to happen soon. There's already Uber Eats. This Okay, so this movie was <laughs> written by four white men. And it, at this point, because there are so many, I don't I don't care. Yeah, we don't even need to say their names. There are so you many just, white you men. You know that there's four white men. You know this is, I mean, this is a very white movie. One of them and wrote <laughs> the, one of them wrote the scripts for Meet the Parents and Little Fockers. So I feel like that's, okay. we're good. Yeah. I feel like that's descriptive enough. Yeah. I wrote notes on this movie and then I put them in another room. Really killing it this time. I mean, I wrote a few notes. uh, (laughs) 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 
If you could call them that. <laughs> it's mostly just like my version of roast jokes, but also like a very earnest moment where I was like, because it, at the beginning of the movie, it opens up to like the Seattle skyline. And I was like, Julia Stiles being in movies set in Seattle. That's a thing. So um, this movie is essentially about a guy who never takes any chances. He, you know, we open in on his bachelor party and he's like, I don't want any naked women. I don't want any of that. And so his best friend, who also refers to himself in the first person a lot, uh, decides, okay, I'm going to wear the groom hat. It's just like, and everybody's just dunking on him and you know calling him boring and yeah they're all like what no you're a dude and you're gonna get married to the same woman and, and you're gonna and, be with her forever and also this guy this guy uh <laughs> does this amazing uh chant in the beginning where it's like first it's the engagement oh, ring oh yes then it's the wedding ring then it's suffering <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, this guy's <laughs> named Jim and he <laughs> refers to himself as Jim or Jimmy. Like he just, that's, he keeps on saying his name. So we never forget exactly, it. Exactly. Um, and basically, uh, Julia Stiles is, you know, newly dancing. So a bunch of women end up coming out because they make this plan. They're like, well, you know, we'll bring all these women. All we, we can't waste all these women that are here. So, we're one so good old uh um <laughs> good old Jim, Jim is gonna pretend to be pretend the to be groom. the groom so that Jason Lee can you so know chill Jason out. Lee can yeah, but then Julia Styles is all new and so she like falls, which is like so cute. Don't mm. you love it when women fall? It's oh. like, oh my god, you're so relatable. <laughs> and she's, and he, he like makes a joke, he's like, Oh, like you're not very good at this, and she's like, It's my first day. Um, and then the next scene they're waking up. Well, he's waking up to a call from his future mother-in-law who's like, you know, can I talk to Selma? Like, how are you doing? And he's like, yeah, good, sure. And then he turns over and Julia Stiles is there. What happened? What? I oh fucked my God. Up. Yeah. She just wake. He just, they wake up and he's like, oh my God, I was with a woman. And he does the whole like freak out thing. And he's just very pushy and she can't find her underwear. And he's oh, just like, yeah. you know, there's that whole stressful scene of like, he finds out from his mother-in-law that, you know, his fiance Selma Blair is on the way. And so he's like, oh, you've got to go. And Julia Stiles is like, wow, thanks. You're rude. And he's like, where's your underwear? I'm not like this. And she's like, yeah, I'm sure you're not. And he's like, no, I'm not. You wouldn't get it. Cause you do sex work. And she's like, okay. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then his neighbor is of course a priest. Yeah. Larry Miller playing a priest, a judgmental priest, very judgmental. <laughs> And of course, is with his family in the hall when uh, Jason Lee is ushering Julia Styles out, and she still has like luau gear because that's like what she wore for the bachelor party. Also, could we like pause for a second and talk about how unlikely it would be that Julia Styles would have a job like this? Like, she just looks like she looks like money. She looks like wealth. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow. It's like I don't. <laughs> yeah, like it exactly. Like she seems like. Or, or her character even seems like she would do, like, really expensive, like, girlfriend experience, if well, anything. You know, like, like she'd yeah. go to a dinner with, like, a like a 70-year-old billionaire. Oh, yeah, totally. Something like that. I mean, like, and I was thinking about her in Hustlers. You saw Hustlers, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's just like this is the Julia Styles character. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Just like sitting there listening being to a like journalists, like trying to like understand other women's experiences. Yeah, but also being kind of distant from some of it. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. No, that I thought that that <laughs> casting was so perfect. That was like perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it felt completely random to have her i believe I, I julia like styles as a journalist yes <laughs> yes and in this movie her working at a record store sure but like julia styles dancing at a bachelor party very hard to sell no and like that's that's the main problem with this character she's supposed to be like this like free spirit just like the joke is that she keeps on working different kinds of jobs she keeps on getting fired or yeah, like there's Leaving always something or whatever. going on and she's always got a new job. It's a very so like wild. sitcom thing. But the thing about it is, is that she's not George Costanza. Like she's Julia Stiles. Exactly. So she has like a like, certain gravity she looks to like, her. She keeps the same job for several years. Yeah. She has a pension plan. No, she definitely like, <laughs> she, like Julia Stiles has the vibe of somebody who would get promoted and not want it because she'd be like, oh, I didn't really care about this place, but like I'm very competent. Like that's her energy. She just, yeah. So for her, like it, it I wouldn't say that it's supposed to be Manic Pixie Dream Girl like and you know I have we've talked about feelings about that whole thing in general but um there is a little bit of that kind of oh free spirited flighty but that does not work with her <laughs> so yeah so no. it's like one of the many character disconnects of the movie it's actually kind of I kind of wonder what the movie would be like if she and Selma Blair had switched roles well I was thinking that the whole time actually yeah. because Selma Blair has way more edge to her and I love Julia Stiles but like also Selma Blair like she was a cool fiance like she, she was, was very she chill. She was so cool. And I felt like she was like, she made jokes. She was down. And he's just like, oh, I'm in my head about the thing I did. And like, anyways, yeah. So <laughs> he hooks up with Julia. And then, of course, he ends up telling Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, oh, nice, man. Oh, man, this is so awesome. But you can't tell your wifey because, like, you know, chicks. And he's also like, He's also, Jim, Jimmy's also like, well, you know, you're never going to see Julia Stiles again anyway, so it doesn't matter, which, sure, that's what we think, right? Right. <laughs> so, so Jason Lee's like, yeah, I don't know. I've like, I don't want to lie. But then he's like, yeah. This, but. Okay. So Jason Lee does not strike he does not me. not have that nice guy energy. No, it's absolutely so, like, he's not. He's supposed to have wholesome energy. Like this is like a Paul Red role. You know? Have you seen Mallrats? Yeah. Yeah, it's like this it's is very, the guy. It was very weird for me to see him in this role. Like I, I, I uh, oh, I always like, forget this his is name. A guy the who guy who was an obvious shit. child. I always forget his name. The actor who was the blonde, like Christian guy, an obvious child. He would be perfect for this. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just like the nice guy, like because that's the movie's trying to make it like this guy's really wholesome, and then all this wacky stuff happens. But I don't believe it from the beginning. I also don't care. Like <laughs> that's another thing. Like there's no reason to care about him except that he's engaged. Like, yeah. That's like his whole thing. It's like, yeah. Uh, there's also just like, uh, Thomas Lennon plays his brother and it's very clear oh throughout gosh, the entire yes. movie that he wants to be with Selma Blair. He's and so in love with her. He's so in love with her. And like, they do end up together at the end. Spoiler alert. But there's so much times when like he's talking and I'm just like, you don't ever talk about her like this. Just yeah, no, there's. And <laughs> it's like, it I actually do think Thomas Lennon does a good job at his role. Like, I think he's very funny with the go the bit that he's given. Um, 
But yeah, it's like multiple conversations between them where he's like, yeah, and like, she's you know, so Selma, beautiful. She's, she's so, so perfect. Beautiful and so smart. And like, you know, and I have problems like, in my marriage, but like, you'll never have those because Karen's amazing, which of course made me roll my eyes because I'm like, cool, let's do that, you know, classic. <laughs> Some women suck and some women don't. But I was like, this guy's just like got a big crush on his brother's fiance. Right. And it's also just like he is like he's so observant of Selma Blair. Like he's oh, such yeah. like a he knows he's such like, like a rom-com character where it's just like, I know what you were wearing. I know what song was on the jukebox. Did she just get her nails done? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that, he's like so he knows. He's he like, knows. He's like, oh, she's wearing her maroon cardigan. I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like oh my god dude just like it's so weird to me that we have this character and like jason lee isn't perceptive enough to just like pack it in so much earlier than he does really like jason lee we're supposed to believe that he is so devoted to her that he he feels uncomfortable with the idea of strippers but also he simultaneously is fine with his brother like hitting on her (laughs) (laughs) okay sure movie yeah Um. (laughs) no i think it's i think it's weird um you know if he's gonna be a prim guy he has to be a prim guy but jason lee really can't pull that off he can't pull that off and like even if the script was more cohesive and how it tried to paint that he just isn't the right guy to do that and like we already said julia styles is not really like the casting is very strange the casting is super strange like we have we have the dude who's known for slacking and like he's he jason lee was literally a skateboarder yeah (laughs) so it's just so the fact that there's literally a scene where he's at a record store and he's like the square at the record store which is such a hilarious trope to me um is so funny like yeah it's so funny it's very strange and meanwhile selma blair doesn't really get a lot to do except fret and to waste selma blair it's it's truly offensive and she's so charismatic that even with this very limited role she's still very likable like she's still the character that i care about the most (laughs) so (laughs) yeah yeah, because it's just like she's just having a normal time. She's, you know, having a very regular go of it. And, and he's just being so weird. He's like constantly like pretending to need to take a shit. And like she like jokes. It's like, oh, I guess we're going to have to plan our entire wedding around your bowel movement. And she's not even like mad. She's just like, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. Like, so basically <laughs> he pretends to have diarrhea because they so you know he gets julia styles out of the apartment on time and all this stuff but then um he's going to a dinner to meet a bunch of some blair's family and julia styles is her cousin so instead of pretending that he hasn't met her or telling his fiance the truth he pretends to have diarrhea for four hours Oh my god! Yeah, and then he still ends up having he to meet her <laughs> anyway. Doesn't prevent anything, so it's just like a really long poop joke, like yeah, with, where he also climbs a tree at one point. And it's, it's also just like Jason Lee has been part of like so many cinematic poop jokes, and this is the worst one. Yeah, like I oh my gosh, like Can you even do though a roundup in, of Jason Lee cinematic poop jokes in Dogma. There's a I don't know which cut because there's like a cut of Dogma without the shit monster, and there's a cut of Dogma with the shit monster. But in Dogma, 
He literally like face off against a shit monster. Do you think that he requests them these? Do you think that he's like, I think this will be funny if we include this? I mean, maybe because I mean, in Mallrats, the whole thing also is that he puts his hand between his butt cheeks and then shakes somebody's hand. Maybe he has some sort of like poop fixation. I don't know. I'm gonna definitely do some weird research on him also later. Also, just like for Jason Lee is such a broy um, presence that it's weird when he's like not playing a bro. It's like, very weird. You are such a bro, like intense bro energy. Like even when he's like, "My name is Earl." It's like, okay, you're just like a like a southern bro. Yeah, <laughs> you're still no, a he's bro. Absolutely, bro. And so, and like, yeah, like based on the script, you would think that. Selma is like the script doesn't paint her as bad at all. It's no. like, oh, she's really cool. So, so it do, do, so it doesn't I make do sense like why he acts like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's weird because it's like confusing because the script paints her as no, she's awesome and he loves her, but at the same time, seems to think that she is so not intellectually stimulating that like he's so surprised weird. that there's like women who like have opinions and disagree with him. And, it's like, so weird because like <laughs> it just seems like he never like got to know her (laughs) that's how i feel because she again like the casting would make so much more sense if her and julia styles were switched or just if everybody was but selma blair does not have basic energy (laughs) like she so it's just very like she's definitely smarter than him um so anyways he does meet julia styles and he's super awkward, but Selma's kind of just like, okay, well, he just had diarrhea, so, you know, whatever. Um, but then, this is where this, the plot that's already very convoluted gets, like, super convoluted, is Selma Blair mentioned something about Julia Stiles' ex, Ray. Oh, yes, we have Lachlan Monroe here, and he's playing a character named literally Ray Donovan. (laughs) Yep. And Ray Donovan is just this, like, evil, corrupt cop. And, like, very scary and just kind of, like, stalking them the entire time. What's really interesting is that Julia Stiles never seems scared, but she's just very matter-of-fact. It's like, oh, yeah, I think that he's following us. I think he might try to kill us, you know, like... Yeah, she's very cerebral about, like, her psycho-abusive ex. And it's also weird the way the movie frames him because it's almost like he's supposed to be a comedy device at points, but which makes it very clear this was made by men. Um, like, particularly white men because they're like, ha-ha, this psycho cop, right? And I'm like, uh... It's like, no, that's not. It's actually, like, yeah, you're right, but it's not funny. Yeah, I mean, maybe, like, in that time, pop culture hadn't gotten around to the fact that, you know, cops are scary. Right? <laughs> yeah, this was 2003, so, you know. But, uh, yeah, so basically, Selma says something, like, uh, references that... Um, Julia Stiles has a psycho ex and Jason Lee doesn't really think much of it. He's just kind of like, oh, okay. And then we we pan to Ray and we find out that he's been hiring someone to follow her and he has photos of her with Jason Lee. So that means he's going to hulk out, right? Yeah, that's a whole thing. Lachlan Monroe is having a very interesting career renaissance right now on Riverdale, but what a weird energy he has. Every single time I yeah, see him. I mean, him this is like nearly 20 years ago now. Yeah. And or not, not 20 years ago. But like like 15 years ago. Yeah, 15. And he's yeah. still playing this kind of character, except like that's why you need to watch Riverdale. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> because he is insane on Riverdale too. I feel like everybody's just decided that he's insane. And I actually reviewed a movie for Autostraddle called Spiral where he's also insane in that. So maybe that's just the thing that he does. It would be funny if he was like the sweetest, silliest guy in real life and he's just really good at these roles. So people are just like, well, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he, that for when I first saw him, he looked like a nightmare version of Chris Pratt, the way that he looks in this movie <laughs> of like Chris Pratt now. Um, and <laughs> he ends up like beating up Jason Lee. Um, and then Jason Lee and Julia Stiles have like a series of phone. Like he finds out that she also works at this record store because Selma Blair mentions it when she's like, yeah, my cousin's going through a lot. So then Jason Lee goes to the record store and him and Julia Stiles are like, well, we're not going to tell anyone. And Julia Stiles reveals that they didn't even have sex. She's like, don't worry about it. Like, get over yourself. It's fine. You know, you're perfect with my cousin. So like, I'm not going to tell about what happened. And then she like makes some references to him being too basic to appreciate like a stack of music. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, that's too advanced for you. And he's like, what? I'm cool. I'm hip. And he's wearing a button down. So I guess that's. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's another thing where like, uh, you know, he played, uh, the chipmunks, the, the chipmunks guardian in all those movies. And the joke is supposed to be like, Oh my God, you know, Dave is going to be so upset. And even, I don't know how those movies made money. I, I mean, like, I don't understand. I mean, people went and saw Minions as well. The so mechanisms of hell that a, would create. a dark underbelly um, of this world. <laughs> Of this, of this already dark world. But like, I just keep on thinking. I kept on thinking, what if it was just like Breckenmeyer? Which Breckenmeyer had the other one where he was in the Garfield movie. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Maybe this is Lachlan. Okay, Monroe's. but I would love to be in a Garfield movie. <laughs> I would also love to be in a Garfield I'm movie. Just putting that out in the universe. Or if there was ever a Foxtrot movie, like. Oh throw, my god! Throw me into that shit. Oh my god! Let's like, why not? There was a Marmaduke movie. Foxtrot is at least Calvin more interesting. Hobbs, I mean, obviously. Oh yes, well, definitely. Wow. Um, but like, <laughs> maybe Lachlan Monroe decided to be so scary because it's like, okay, guys, in the nineties, we're just gonna end up in all these fucking Smurfs movies and shit if we don't. Do <laughs> exactly. Something. He's like, I've gotta, <laughs> I've gotta get myself out of that. So. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to walk along with like a Smurf that I can't see. Oh my god, those Smurf movies! I <laughs> those might be the worst. I mean, it's so hard to even figure out what. I mean, our whole podcast is excavating some of the worst, right? Like we are archaeologists of of bad bad movies in one specific genre. But wow. So I mean, <laughs> basically, Jason Lee and Julia Stiles are like, okay, we're not going to tell anyone. And then it's after that that he gets beat up and then he ends up and then she ends up calling him at his apartment and she's like, hey, so my ex um, like saw photos and I, I received communication and like he's probably going to come for us. So we need to break into his house while he's sleeping and take the photos from him. I don't understand their logic at all. Like I get that they th that she thinks that her crazy ex is gonna bring the photos to the wedding to like ruin everything, mm. but 
But I would be more afraid of him killing them since he's psycho. So for them to be the most afraid of the infidelity when they didn't even have sex, when and and decide to actively go towards this psycho cop's house, I just I don't. I I don't. It's pretty upsetting. I don't really get it. It it, and in another movie it would end really badly. But you know, we're in this movie where okay. So when Selma Blair finds the underwear in the toilet tank, oh my god, he that creates scene. the most ridiculous lie ever, where he basically says that he bought it for her for her birthday from a bin in like a Walmart like place. Which even if that was true, why would that be better? You just it's- reached into a bin of panties and was just like, oh, this will work. Yeah, that's gross. Also, it was just in the toilet, like putting it in toilet water. She's going to get an infection. Like, that's disgusting. Oh, so it's so he says that he got it from the store and it was dirty and that he like can't believe it. And so she calls the store and the guy on the other line confirms his story. And she just like ends up like apologizing. Well, I should have believed you, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets (laughs) the guy at the store puts the phone down and like the women in the line are staring at him and he's and he says the title of the movie he says it's a guy thing <laughs> yeah and he goes like poor dude and like, then and then like, one of the women poor like guy who's saying that he found dirty underwear at a discount store for his fucking fiance like no one of the women like yells at him and i wanted her to take over the movie absolutely she was so <laughs> like that lady it. in the line was just like fuck this that woman was my representation in this like with my experience watching this movie and yeah yeah Selma blair apologized and she she actually says i don't deserve you which true she doesn't but for different reasons than she thinks She's like, I'm so sorry. You're so honest. I don't know why I doubted you. And it's like, girl, I do. You found dirty underwear in the back of the toilet. (laughs) 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 Don't insult yourself. He's so, I don't know. Also, they have no chemistry together. Like to add to everything else. He doesn't have chemistry with anyone. No, (laughs) like this movie has convinced me that he has never had sex. Like I like. He's fornicated, but he's never had sex. Oh, we've gone this far without saying that he's a Scientologist. <laughs> Jason Lee is a Scientologist. I did not know that. Yes, he is. I mean, nothing surprises me anymore yep, about yep, that. Yep. But like, yep, yep, yep. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Had Scientology taken hold of him? When this what is Scientologist because- sex like? I'd love to read a, a Scientologist sexual text just to figure out like what's going on. I know that they're homophobic. So <laughs> yeah. So no butt stuff, but I mean, it's so strange. Yeah. This movie is so like really lacking. And also, so James Brolin plays Selma Blair's dad and James Brolin plays a dad in another bad rom-com called love wedding marriage that I can't remember if we covered. I think we did that one. Yeah. And it's just like, what is up with but James like a long Brolin? time ago? Yeah. Yeah. Just like playing these like weird dads. There's so many just weird stuff. James Brolin's a weird dad. David Kochler is like a weird, yeah, like, like they just have like, they like kind of silly dad like rom-com energy it's a very specific type of casting and then like julie haggerty's like oh you know he's you know he gets me he just he just lights this fire i'm just like okay okay i think (laughs) here's my theory is that james brolin looks like he should have a hawaiian shirt like it works but he also looks like he could 
clean up in like a blazer. So he oh, has he that was... like established dad energy and he's got a very fuzzy face, which I think really helps. But it's a it's a specific his facial hair is well shaped still. He's married to Barbara Streisand. Yes, <laughs> I know. He was very hot in the Amityville horror. Like, that's a oh, hot I mean, movie. I know that he's been hot. Like, but, like, him, now he's aged into, like, this, kind of the perfect, like, like weird dad, dad guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you see one of those, like, later episodes of Roseanne where he... Where he he dates Roseanne in a couple episodes. Okay, no, I did not see James Brolin date Roseanne, but I, yes, wow, that happened. I'm just gonna try to forget about like whatever she's doing now. And uh, no, you have to watch, watch it. It's like later. It's like later on in the original run of the series where Dan, while he was recovering from, I think he got, had like a heart attack or, or something. He's recovering, and then he starts like he cheats on Roseanne with a nurse and then they're like broken up for a while. And then Roseanne goes out with James Brolin. Oh it's my gosh. So, <laughs> it's such a weird, like <laughs> entirely weird, like line of thought. Yeah. James, there's like a running gag. If you could call it that where like, James Brolin keeps running into Jason Lee at moments where he's like afraid that James Brolin has knows his secret or has caught on. And then James Brolin will like make a joke that is kind of like a double entendre. And then it's revealed that James Brolin doesn't know until later when he does, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but he's got a very like, I like you. I think you'll be good to my daughter, but also I'm a man, so I get it. And, like, oh it's yeah, like, no, there's a part to do that. There's a part like in the bathroom, like right before the wedding, where he's just like, "We're men, we're hunters," and I'm just like, "Okay." I mean, I'm like, have any of you hunted? Hunted? I oh no, he does. He he like they. He, it's like a hunting magazine that that he runs. That's such a man job, like like capital M, like trademark man job. That's hilarious. Can we talk about um, the emotional distress that I went through watching this movie? Yeah. So I spent a lot of my young adolescence wanting to fuck Jason Lee, and this movie really ruined it for me. Oh yeah, I never wanted to fuck him. Surprisingly, he does seem like someone I would have wanted to. So wait, this was what. Uh, this was. Did I this mean, the, ruin si- it? the Scientology ruined it, but but this, this ruined it in a more visceral way. Yes. Like you can know someone's a Scientologist, but you, it's different than watching them in it's a guy thing for a. He just has like for no sexual energy minutes. in this. Like even in the Chipmunks movies, I feel like he has more sexual <laughs> energy. <laughs> that is true. Like I remember just... him in the Chipmunk movies because those movies they create a new they create a whole new pathway of neurons in your brain <laughs> just to store the memories of that movie. Um, well, those movies. Uh, yeah, I agree. He doesn't have any sexual energy. And he doesn't seem like the nice guy that we're all supposed to be obsessed with. Um, and based, I mean, him and Julia Stiles don't even like, like they, they don't get murdered by Ray, but um, Ray does like, so how that ends up kind of closing out is, after Ray has beaten up Jason Lee and then Julia Stiles and Jason Lee have like retaliated by going to his apartment, there's like a scene where Ray pulls over Jason Lee, plants cocaine, and then brings him into the police station. 
And then Jason Lee's like, no, he planted cocaine. And it's like kind of supposed to be funny, but I'm like, okay, this is definitely made by white dudes. And then, um, the other cops like reveal like, oh, we know that he's crooked and actually we need you to help us like prove that he's crooked, (laughs) which I was like, oh, that's okay. Oh yeah. And he has to like wear a wire. It's so unnecessary. Like it doesn't add to the movie. It just feels like it creates like this, uh, this movie avoided having actual relationship drama. So it just created more scenes full of like running around because there's actually not that many scenes where him and Julia Stiles are actually having conversations. Most of the time they're together is dealing with her psycho ex. Like, yeah. I don't know how this is a romantic movie. <laughs> Like, I, uh, <laughs> like like the one of the moments that's supposed to bond them and make him realize that like this this woman is different and he just hasn't been away. She's not They're like in other a car girls. And she's like, speed up while we go over this bump. And he's like, What? And she's like, speed up. And then they speed up and the car like flies. <laughs> I, like that's it. That's it. Even when she makes fun of music, there's not even a specific reference she makes. It's just like, oh, you're basic. <laughs> I I don't like I really like Julia Styles, but I do too. She, the writing is so thin for her. Like yeah. I just She's just supposed to be like spontaneous and it's like it's hard for her because she's Julia Styles. Her husband's name is Preston. <laughs> like this is not a Absolutely. spontaneous woman. <laughs> like you can't <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, it's like even the characters that she played in the 90s and the early 2000s that got her famous. She's not a chill person in any of those movies. Like the joke in 10 Things I Hate About You when she dances to the Biggie song is that that's not something that she would normally do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like very. um, I mean, again, so much of it goes back to a, a badly written script with weird pacing and very confusing casting and really no emotional arc. There's like an arc of events and action. Um, But we already know from the beginning that Jason Lee is going to get interested in Julia Stiles by the way it's set up so obviously. And his brother is already really into Selma Blair and we're not really given any, we're not even given the satisfaction of scenes where it's trying to show who should be right for who and why. Right. It's just kind of like, well, see, you get it? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it's a foregone conclusion and the journey isn't that interesting, which is why my suggestion, instead of watching this movie, is watching the 1972 film, The Heartbreak Kid, directed by Elaine May, which is the interesting version of this story. Yes. And it's also a version that's way meaner to men. <laughs> Yes, both. Which, like, because, like, for a movie that's supposed to be about, like, guy shit, it's, like, pretty tame. Absolutely. Very <laughs> tame. And, um, yeah, I mean, it ends with <laughs> a classic wedding scene that falls apart where Jason Lee finally fesses up that he can't marry Selma Blair while they're at the altar. Um, and then before he can even, like, 
reveal anything about Julia Stiles. He's just like, I know I don't know you deep down. And I've been trying to do the guy thing. Everyone says it's normal to not tell the truth. But like, I know that we're not right for each other. And then his brother just swoops in right away. And it's just like, starts singing like Islands in the Stream, I believe. Is yes. What he's singing. And then he's like, Selma Blair, will you marry me? And she's immediately down. She's like, yeah, I mean, not like today. And he's like, yeah, we'll go on a few dates. And then Jason Lee's like, okay. And then him and Julia Stiles, he ends up chasing her in a car. And then, yeah, I mean, you guys know, <laughs> you guys watch romantic comedies. Right. Yeah. There's also this like weird, like half ass thing where he has like fantasies in his brain of like extreme reactions. And it's so weird yes. because he doesn't, the only extreme person in this movie is Lachlan Monroe. Like yes. everyone else is fucking chilling. Now that I know that, um, like that that makes me think of scrubs now that i've now that i've thought of oh scrubs, yeah no that it's, felt it's like totally a very scrubs writing. much a scrubs device um yeah you guys don't watch this movie yeah um, but thank you for it's hanging out snooze. with us yeah it's a snooze cruise um so thank you for joining us for yes. another episode remember our theme song is sung by Clutch Douglas. Some people have been asking, so we're going to say it again because it's going to play at the end of this episode. Yes. They're um, a fantastic Seattle-based group. You can check them out. And, you know, watch The Heartbreak Kid. You know, give Elaine May her flowers. We're kind of having an Elaine Mayessance right now, and it's very important. So watch that. Watch Ishtar if you have the patience for it. I tried. I couldn't. Still love Elaine. Just can't do Ishtar. <laughs> I haven't seen Ishtar, but if you don't like it, then I trust you. Um, I mean, a lot of people do, and a lot of people are smarter than me about movies. But anyway, Elaine May, <laughs> fantastic. Great. Watch The Heartbreak Kid. Great. It's got um, Charles Grodin, who I love. He's he's really funny. And yeah, Jason Lee, maybe you'll leave Scientology one day. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a skateboard with him anymore or chipmunks, so anything can happen. Oh, yeah. And I've been Bronwyn Isaac. I've been Jordan Searles. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.